Marie Speaks God's Grace. Website, These are the statutes and judgments which ye shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy fathers giveth thee to possess it all the days that ye live upon the earth. Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which she shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains, and upon the hills, and under every green tree. And ye shall overthrow their altars, and break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. studies here. We believe God has called each of us to search matters out. The glory of God is to conceal a thing secret, but the king's honor is to search out a thing. Proverbs 25 2. This is one reason why here at Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study we review several historical references and resources, of which we provide links and or screenshots for others to study at their leisure. We have been directed by God Almighty, to go book by book, verse by verse, sharing His good news. We believe as directed by God our Heavenly Father, learning and growing in Christ shall only be achieved in reading, studying, and sharing His word for ourselves, not relying on man. Luke 9 1 then, a called he his twelve disciples together, and gave them power and authority over all devils, and to heal diseases. Two, and he sent them forth to preach the kingdom of God, and to cure the sick, Matthew 24 4 and Yesus answered, and sighed unto them, Take heed of that no man deceive you. 5 For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Learning, growing, and studying with our Lord is to be done with others that are like-minded, but more so during our personal time. Matthew 6 6 But when thou prayest, enter into thy chamber, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly.0 The blogs are written to assist those just beginning to study the Bible as a starting point. The live or recorded Bible studies are to cover and release opportunities and guidance, but ultimately is one's own personal responsibility to rule, govern, and be purposeful in their relationship with God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.8 He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. Proverbs 22.6 Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old he will not depart from it. Romans 12.6-8 Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving, the one who teaches, in his teaching, the one who exhorts, in his exhortation, the one who contributes, in generosity, the one who leads, with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. Ezekiel 18:20. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself.
Hello, children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. This is season four of this beautiful ministry where we go book by book, verse by verse, studying the true, incorruptible, infallible, everlasting, living Word of God. Now, before we get into the intro, I wanted to come on and say hello and blessings be to the ever-loving, living God. Thank you for coming back to another wonderful season. I want to encourage everyone to gather their favorite version of the Bible. Maybe some water, maybe some coffee, maybe even some tea. Get your notebook, get your pens and paper, because we are going to dive into the biblical teaching reading out of the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible, and then the historical teaching reading out of a Bible's handbook along with other sources that you can find off of our main social media page at minds.com, Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study, and then we will go into a spiritual teaching reading out of the Blue Stone Torah. Now, these teachings are made to encourage and educate the church on the true living gospel of our Father who is in heaven. Now, a little bit of housekeeping. Donations are always appreciated. So if the Spirit so leads you by our Father to donate, please do. The links are in the description box. Or... What really helps out is helping pay for advertising. How can you do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. A like and a heart and a share roughly is a donation of about $35 to $55, depending on your, uh, your friends list. So please, children of God, go out there, like, heart, and share, and let's share the good news. Now, let's get into our intro, and I pray in Jesus' name we all get something out of this Bible study. Amen. to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice 
Father God, in the blessed name of our Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord, our Christ, thank you for another wonderful day that we can gather together and learn and study your word. Thank you for giving us the opportunities you have given us, Lord, the blessings you have afforded us, the grace and mercy you have so willingly given us. Lord, we thank you most of all for our Jesus, our Christ, our way maker, our savior, the one who endured everything just so that we might have a chance to be with you for eternity once again, soon, meaning your own timing. Father God, we pray that each and every one of your children are feeling comforted today, not feeling alone, not feeling any stress or anxiety, not feeling any fear or shame, and if they so might be, Lord, we thank you for being with them and guiding them, Lord. We thank you for giving those who need comfort, comfort. For those who need help and support, help and support. For those who need encouragement, encouragement. For those who simply need to come to you as a child and say, Abba, today wasn't a good day. We thank you for being with each and every one of your children wherever they are because you know what truly is going on today in the world and in each one of our hearts. We thank you for loving each and every one of your creations, for looking down on us and having kind, beautiful thoughts toward and of us. We thank you for giving us each a mission for our lives. And we pray that each and every one of your children fulfill their mission that you have called and given them. Lord, we thank you for strengthening us where we need strength and courage, for showing us where we can make atonement and right wrongs, and for giving those who have a blessing, giving heart and just go out and, and they pour themselves in the communities and through their works and their jobs and, and each of their relationships every day, Lord. We thank you for giving them this zeal and this vibrant energy, just this rebirth, this beautiful light, your beautiful Holy Spirit could only come from you, God, for you are good, precious, and the only one who is worthy. We pray in the blessed name that is above all names, our Christ, our Lord, our wonderful, merciful Savior, our Yeshua HaMashiach. We pray this filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Amen. Well, children of God, welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. Today we are continuing on with Numbers chapter 19. I entitled this Bible study, The Tabernacle is not to be feared, but is holy unto the Lord. I think oftentimes there can be possibly three categories of Christians in this sense. There are those who are very lackadaisy. <laughs> about the tabernacle of the Lord, like we'll read about in the Bible, right? They know 
they have an idea that's important or they feel they should be observing it more importantly, but they choose not to and they don't. <laughs> Therefore, they pass on that lackadaisy feeling and view towards the tabernacle to their offspring and their loved ones and so forth. Then there are those who do feel it's important but only on certain days and certain times and certain seasons that so fits them or when they can fit it into their life. Life got, God gave them, by the way. <laughs> and then there are the extreme. Um, they know it's important and they feel it's important. And I feel like even this branch goes into a couple of extremes. Those who know it's important and they hold it sacred and value it. Um, they go to God first. They know how precious God intended the tabernacle to be. Then there are those who use the tabernacle for their own ego, for their own money gain for their own um i don't know very in a very abusive kind of way in a very cunning serpent kind of way and then there is the far extreme that know the power of the tabernacle they know that many love the tabernacle um the meeting place where we meet with god in private and secret and in public wherever the tabernacle is because there's several different tabernacles nowadays right and there's some that just wheel and deal the tabernacle and they treat it as a show or as kind of a tool of prostitution of whoredom and it's very sad to witness and Marie, why are you saying all this? Please put this as a paper clip to put into your remembrance from chapter 19 all the way to Numbers chapter 25. And you will see what I mean. Between chapter 19 and chapter 25, we're going to see those who adore God's meeting place. Those who don't really take it serious but they go along with those who do take it serious. And then those who are just so morally corrupt and emotionally stunted, they are just beyond sophomoric. They are vile and disgusting to God's tabernacle. There are many other examples we could go into, but these are the three I feel we might see um, between now and chapter 25. So I just pray that God leads and guides us. God shows us each where we might need to take a moment of reflection to get into some correction. And those of us who maybe know individuals or have witnessed individuals who might need some correction have the courage to correct with love and in love your brothers and sisters in christ maybe they're just ill-bred or ill-educated and they just don't don't know because they haven't been given proper examples um or maybe they are mo morally corrupt dysfunctional to the body of christ and they need to take a step out 
for a second until they can come back. And it's not based of our own bias and our own uh, ego and our own our own definition of what is holy and righteous and a properly observing God. It has to be based off the word of God. Let me put that in there. Because there are some who will try to abuse it. And because they don't like the way someone dresses or the way someone does their hair or makeup or the type of shoes someone wears or, or the job that they do, they'll try to be kicking people out of the church. That's not what I'm talking about. Not that petty bitty trash. I'm talking about like just sinful living amen stuff that can ruin another salvation or can attempt to take someone else out of living a righteous life amen amen all right so let's get into that what you see on the screen before you is our website mariespeedsgodsgrace.live because we serve a living god as you click on season four blog page you will see our many blogs that we have started for this season of the bible study another view that you may see and keep us keep up to date with us on our social media is our main social media page minds.com you can also see our blogs on here we do post them on here but this is where we post most of our social media upkeep and our definitions and share many of our videos or things that we find interesting here. Um, so if you would like to, this is our main social media page, or you could go to our website, mariespeaksgodsgrace.life and see a whole link, many, many links of our social media. Okay. So let's go back to the blog. Numbers chapter 19. The tabernacle is to be feared. Is not to be feared, but is holy unto Hasim. Amen. Now I'm going to scroll down to our Bible study page where we begin. So here at Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study, we like to... We have been directed by God, I should say, to go over history, the biblical sources, and then a spiritual teaching reading out of the Torah. So first we use a lot of links and shares and screenshots and a lot of dictionaries, <laughs> books, resources. And I share these resources with others because I don't believe on just standing on a stage and having others rely on me. I am not anyone else's source. Anyone standing on a, a stage should not be our source of knowledge. Our source of knowledge should be from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our job, I believe, that God has shown us through the body of Christ is to give others sources of information so they can then equip themselves, be a king or queen, um, in the body of Christ and search the matter out as the Lord our God has commanded. So that's why I provide sources here. I believe those who don't provide sources want to keep their church wherever they're preaching or teaching at in the infant stage and keep, keep them on the bottle so that they won't grow up and go start their own ministries. And in my opinion, that's very, very selfish and it does nothing good when God has told us to go out, 
preach and teach the gospel to the ends of the earth because that's when our Jesus is going to come back. And this is something we should be doing and acting in. It's a command. Amen? Amen. All right. Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you for giving us time, for giving us space, for giving us you. We thank you for being with everyone within the sound of our voice, shielding and protecting them from all evil and those who would try to come against us. Lord, we thank you that not one hair on your children's head will be touched, hurt, singed, or harmed in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you are blessing those within the sound of our voice. You are watching over them and you are leading and guiding them in this Bible study according to what you want them to hear what you want them to receive from this bible study that that it may help them go on to carry out your mission for them in this life we pray this all in the mighty name of our jesus christ of nazareth filled with the holy spirit the ruha kaddish and sealed with the blood of christ amen all right so Haley's bible handbook we've been going over this portion for the bible study from chapter 15 through 19 and basically basically excuse me talks about moses's troubles about the kohanam and this is getting to the climax of the situation that we are talking about today so when we are going to see them start traveling we are going to see a repeat situation which i keep asking god why are they like this just a bunch of mumblers and grumblers and complaining i would think that you showing your glory before them might be a way to just shut the mouths of those who are whining and complaining um but apparently not so now we are at toward heading towards the mountain of kadesh in the site of promised land right the land that was supposed to be theirs that god promised to his servant abraham so moses can't aaron enter aaron will not enter prophet miriam does not enter now the next generation is going to be heading forth led by uh joshua but that is coming up. Where we are right now is Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. We're going to go into a red calf restoration ceremony that God is going to command, which will kind of, but not really, um, put out the treason that happened at the golden calf ceremony. And we talked about this in that um Whole class please go back to cl that class if you haven't reviewed it or don't remember and just review the whole debauchery that took place that whole mount sinai and the golden calf scenario that was actually one of my favorite studies that we did about the old testament thus far next we're gonna be reading out of richard's complete bible handbook now i have my own personal hard copy of this bible study so i'm gonna read out of mind and where are we chapter 19 correct i've been reading ahead so excuse me if i go fast forwarding all right here we go numbers chapter 19 priestly duties the tabernacle is not to be feared but as holy to the lord 
it should be treated with respect. Regulations of priests and the Levites are reviewed. Now remember, the priests of the tabernacle are the Kohan Um. These are the direct descendants by blood um, from the loins of Aaron the Levite, who is the older brother of the prophet Moses and the younger brother of the prophet Miriam. Amen. The tabernacle is not to be feared, but is holy unto the Lord. It is to be treated with respect. Regulations for the priests and the Levites are reviewed, and the offering which will support them are affirmed. Cleansing. 19 verses 1 through 22. Israel is known, has known death intimately since God's judgment has struck the people. Here, regulations for purification for ritual uncleansliness after touching a dead body are developed. This instruction is necessary. As Israel's journeys, a whole congregate, a whole generation will die in the desert. Amen. All right. So the link is in the description box, I'm sorry, in the blog for those who would like to read on their own. Below on this uh, Leviticus chapters 11 through 15, I shared on the blog, and here's a link to it. We went over all the laws that God gave um, at Mount Sinai for the priests where he separated the line of Aaron, the Kohanim, from the Levitical tribe, the tribe from Levi, right? The son of Jacob. So there is a division within a tribe happening. Why? Because one tribe was loyal and one tribe was disloyal. One tribe was holier and more righteous. One part of the tribe was more spiritually elevated. Now, this is not a cut down to anybody, but it's just a fact of the matter. Even within our own household, some of us might realize that some of us are more anointed and appointed. Some of us are more spiritually gifted and certain parts of the body of Christ. Now, we have a choice. We could be like Koroth, right? The one who decided to try to do a mutiny and a rebellion and have sedition and go against God's anointed, which we already read several Bible verses. God will not tolerate that trash. Or we could be like the prophet, I mean, the high priest of the tabernacle at this time, Aaron, who, yes, he did have a couple of issues right he wasn't perfect but he supported moses he was right there holding moses's hands up while others were trying to stone him trying to push him off trying to come against him at every little um moment of difficulty aaron stood by moses so we could do this too it doesn't matter if you're the preacher or teacher of a church and a prophet visits your church, who are you going to be? Are you going to be Aaron or are you going to be Koroth? Amen. It doesn't matter if you go to volunteer somewhere and you so happen to not be the leader there because you're in someone else's territory. Are you going to be Jethro helping giving advice? 
Are you going to be Moses taking that advice and, and doing great works? Are you going to be the ones who were murmuring and grumbling in the tents? We all have a choice to be what we can do, right? If it were me, I choose honestly to be a helper, to volunteer. I love volunteering. It's usually the highlight of my days, serving others. But I caution others, if you are too into yourself, like having too much of an ego, where how dare another prophet show up to your establishment? Well, what do you want to stand? to show there. You should take it as a compliment that God would send a prophet, a seer, a healer, a caster outer to your 501c3 church. Do you see what I mean? Or you should take it as a compliment that someone would show up to your place just to support you, not to take any attention away from you, but just support you and help serve whatever uh, event is going on at your community center or your district school or your work building or in your classroom or at your soccer game whatever the case may be i think some for some reason there is this thing going around where people have this spirit of lack of being easily intimidated of being highly insecure and easily provoked where even asking a question just to try to gain some some understanding or knowledge because it's something new to you just sets them off and they are just like a wounded rabid dog <laughs> trying to attack someone it's like relax those who are not against you are for you in jesus name amen and amen next we are going to go to the bible study handbook of eddie mann's handbook to the bible numbers chapter 19. i i like this uh bible study handbook because it has a lot of pictures i was actually reading ahead i was in reading through deuteronomy and such let me show everybody this hopefully i can show everyone real quick hi all right so i have the hard copy of this book and I love this book because it has a lot of vibrant photos this is of the calendar in ancient Israel so I love this study guide I have actually the hard copies of all these study guides here's the Richards one and then here's the Haley Bible handbook one so I have these hard copies and then I put the links um, on the blog and in the description box for others who who don't have it so they can read and study it on their own time anyhow so when I'm reading along and I got my hard copy I get to see all these wonderful photos and and do some deeper reading and guidance so I always suggest to others, yes, electronic versions of books are um, convenient, but they're not that convenient if, God forbid, I'm not speaking this over anybody, but let's say the evil ones decide to shut off um, these books and just wipe them from the internet like they have been doing. It's not that convenient then. So I just caution others, if you can uh get hard copies of books 
that is my suggestion but if you um, like your electronic version you like your electronic version but let's go back to reading um, here we go Eddie man's book handbook numbers chapter 19 uh, here we are all right the ritual of the red heifer chapters chapter 19 verses 1 through 10 is the remedy for defilement by contact with a dead body described in verses 1 11 through 22 to minimize the risk of accidental defilement tombs defilement tombs are later painted white as written in matthew chapter 23 verse 27 amen praise god all right so let me here we go there are several writings in the bible concerning the color red or scarlet or crimson all three different colors by the way and they all have three different meanings i know that individuals of the bible like to mix them together or teachers of the bible like to mix them together that isn't a good thing because they all have different meanings if you look them up and they are different words in hebrew in persian in latin in spanish um just like they're different words with different meanings in english lopping them all together doesn't really tell the poetic story that i believe god is attempting to describe to us by using these words red scarlet or crimson now, unfortunately, depending on whatever version of the Bible you have, they might interchangeably use these words. So I suggest to others, get yourself a Strong's Concordance, a Latin lexicon, a Persian lexicon, a Greek lexicon, get whatever lexicon and dictionary you can. So you can search these matters out. Amen and get the true meaning of what God intended and was speaking at that time through his prophets or his saints in the Bible. Amen. The color red has been used in priestly garments and even used to describe how our sins have earned death. But because of our merciful Savior, Jesus Christ, hallelujah, we have eternal life. I am not a Bible prophecy expert. I believe, though, that we all should be aware and do our best to talk to God about Bible prophecies. God, being the spirit of truth, would clear up any misunderstandings that we have concerning his word, especially to increase one's wisdom and mission for their life. I believe this. Reading about this red heifer reminds me of a documentary that I watched a couple of years ago now concerning the rebuilding of the third temple and the requirement of a red heifer. I think I remember reading or hearing that there were even tribes who are herders or shepherds for these heifers. And I was able to find this article below that speak about the biblical prophecy coming to pass. So I was able to find this video and article, the link is in the blog, about a red heifer being born on August 28th, um, 2018. 
which if you look up the date, August 28th, a lot of things happened in history on that day. Um, if you look, that date is significant in World War II. I believe that date is significant um, in the Korean War. I also believe that date is significant, August 28th, in World War I, but also in biblical times. So the month of August, which mid-August, sorry, mid-August to mid-September is the month of Ewul. When we're supposed to read the Psalms every day, pray, meditate on the Word of God, repent, you know, come back to God. And then after that is the Day of Atonement and then Rosh Hashanah and then the Tabernacles and, and it's the whole season of celebration and coming back to God and fasting and returning to God. All those biblical feasts are during the, that whole time, true harvest season, right? So I encourage others to search that matter out. This uh, prophecy, apocalyptic prophecy, is very interesting in my opinion. The first red heifer born in Israel in 2000 years triggers Armageddon fears after Christian and Jewish holy books say it would bring the end of the world. Now, this prophecy doesn't bring the end of the world. I think they miss, they didn't use the correct choice of words. It's a showing of God's prophecy that is soon coming to pass regarding the day of the Lord and the Lord's day, two separate dates, right? So that I believe is more, would be a more accurate statement than the end of the world as if the world is just going to turn back into their little um <laughs> evolution dot <laughs> that isn't the case right all right so i put the link here for others who would like to check out the article and maybe watch the video although i believe the red heifer of or animals from this program would be disqualified based on the quote in this article i noticed it that it says the temple institute founded a and a raised a red heifer in Israel program three years ago. I have since hoped to breed perfect red cow with imported frozen embryos of red Angus cows, which are then implanted in domestic cows. God clearly states in his laws artificial mixing of plants and animals is forbidden this is written in the book of leviticus between the chapters chapter 11 through 15. god says there should be no mixing of the seeds of the plants he even said that certain plants were supposed to be planted in their own gardens and he said there was not to be any mixing of the animals like mixing a lion with a tiger or and humans have been doing that. They're not supposed to do that, right? Or trying to mix a kangaroo with a donkey. It's considered perverse. It's considered manipulation. It is considered uh, serpentine religion. And why is this? Look at, um, what is that? Greek, is it Greek uh, philosophy? I don't know if it's philosophy or the words escaping me. But look at uh, the Cyclops. 
that was a product of the fallen angels messing around with the daughters of men with that weird breeding program they had, the Cyclops. Look at, um, what was that? That evil woman with the serpents and the snakes and all that, and she would look at men and they would turn into stone. Same thing. That's from the fallen angels messing around with the daughters of men and creating some weird looking evil thing that with snakes for her hair and turns around and turns men. All of those um, ancient Greek uh, centaur and those giants they're writing about, those are all actual truths. And that's what happens when man and fallen angels start trying to cre to create their abominations on this world. Because without God, no creation is going to be good without God's spirit in it. So the evil ones can only attempt to recreate and it's never going to go their way because they are foul and demonic. They nothing impure is going to create something that is pure in jesus name it's just not amen all right so let's get into now the biblical part of the bible study and um there are many different versions of the bible my favorite version of the bible is the geneva bible 1560 edition i have two two copies i think of this version of the bible because i like to get different versions of the bible and i try to have at least more than one copy of it i like this one um i'm not paid to endorse nor am i affiliated by the way with any of these books these are of my own library and you could see here on my notes this is when i actually work out of when we're studying the bible uh, for the bible study so i encourage others um, to get a hard copy of the Bible. It is different, as you can see with the text. Reading this Bible than reading something that has been printed. Um, studies have shown reading cursive writing actually works different parts of your brain, works your eye muscles. It's actually better for those who have dyslexia to read in cursive. Um, it helps the brain somehow retain the information that they are reading more efficiently. So I encourage others, if you can get an older version of whatever book you're reading, it doesn't matter what kind of book it is, I encourage others to get something hard copy and written in cursive or there, there is some kind of a technical way to do it on the computer, I don't remember. There's a code you could put in where all your texts on the screen can be converted to cursive. I just found that out. I should have looked for it before, but that's what I'm gonna be trying to do from now on to the blog. I want all of our writings to be in cursive because I wanna help others out. And if I can change that one thing and it'll help make uh, others grow in Christ a little bit more, then why not? All right. So let's get into uh, Numbers chapter 19, reading out of the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible. Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you for this beautiful Bible. Lord, I love your Bibles. I love studying your word. 
and searching this matters and studying with you for hours god you are my true pleasure my true hope and i treasure our time together and i pray each and every one of your children fall deeply in love with you where they can't stand can't stand <laughs> to put your bible down just like me even more so actually pray this all in the mighty name of our jesus christ another is filled with the holy spirit the ruhakadish and sealed with the blood of christ yes and amen praise god numbers chapter 19 verse 1 and the Lord spoke unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord has commanded, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring thee a red cow without blemish, wherein is no spot, upon which never came yoke, and ye shall give her unto Eleazar, ye priests, that he may bring her without the host and cause her to be slain before his face. Then shall Eleazar the priest take of her blood with his finger and sprinkle it before the tabernacle of the congregation seven times and cause the cow to be burnt in his sight with her skin and her flesh and her blood and her dung shall he burn her then shall the priest take cedar wood and haviscasp and scarlet lace and cast them into the midst of the fire where the cow burneth now a couple things to point out here never been yoke we're going to go over that definition the definition of cow red heifer k-o w e we're going to look into that and we're also going to look into the significance or importance or maybe health factor benefits benefits <laughs> benefits there we go of cedar wood i love studying the bible but another thing i want to point out here before we move on the word written here for the color of the lace is scarlet now scarlet is the same color that is used or twine of the thread on the priestly garments it's also the same color that is used for some of the dye on the skins or the covers of the tent of meaning the tabernacle which is portable at this point right so this doesn't say red this doesn't say crimson this says scarlet okay and for to put this into perspective think of going to a paint shop right go and say i want the color red they are going to ask you what kind of red you see what i mean the colors that god sees the way he tells us when we get to heaven we are going to see there are trillion billion gazillion more colors than our little earthly eyes could see here on earth so when God says scarlet, he means scarlet. He does not mean pale red, orange red, red, green, red. You, you see what I mean? Red, blue. No, no, no. God means scarlet. A deep, deep, dark red. 
Amen, that is a brilliant red. It's not a red like any other of these, these, I'm gonna say it, common reds as if a, were, a color could be common if cre when created by God. It's nothing of the reds that we see nowadays is my point. Amen and amen. All right. I found the word used for red heifer as K-O-E, cow, interesting. I looked in several different dictionaries and could not find this definition. Now, I wanted to find a definition based off the spelling of cow, K-O-E-W-E. I even looked in a mid Middle English dictionary. I looked in a medical dictionary. I looked in dictionaries. Could not find it. What I kept finding repeating is cow dao. So cow dao or cow daoed is an observation or a difference of fawn cow daos, the boss, right? And it is an act of kneeling where one kneels, bows down, and their head actually touches the ground. It is a token of homage and also worship and a token of uh, deep respect. Marie, they are two different words. One is an animal, which is male or female, and one is a bowing of showing great respect and honor. I agree, but with God, there are no coincidences. I believe there is some kind of beautiful supernatural showing here that many of us might see or not see. When this red cow is being put on the altar and burned whole, um, because all the other sacrifices, they were cut apart. This was taken out, the entrails were taken out, the fat was separated here and there. But instead, the whole cow is being burnt here. I believe this common word of cow, K-O-W-E, and katao is um, us. What we should do when we are making a deep repentance to God, we should kneel, put our head, forehead to the ground and pay deep respect and homage to the one who is here to save us, our Savior, our Christ. I believe also when we are meeting others who are in the body of Christ, we should do a slight bow to them because throughout the Bible, that what was done they some would bow down to the ground to them some of them would bow down low and some of them would simply bow as a sign of honor and respect marie do you do this yes in fact it's most of the time not even something i'm thinking about it's something that is just like spiritually done i feel god move me to bow for someone who is in the body of Christ and it doesn't matter their station or their anointment in the body of Christ most individuals will reach out to shake their hand um, for me to shake their hand and instead of just automatically only shaking their hand I will do a bow to them now I've I even did this when I was in the Marines right some would be like were you stationed in Okinawa and I was like no <laughs> why are you bowing and I was like I don't know <laughs> it's just something you know and I noticed this started happening or it was an unconscious happening um 
after I truly started dedicating my life to God more than just a Sunday at church or more than just a Christmas holiday uh, season. When I started studying the Word of God, when I started learning how to fast, when I started diving deep into reading the Bible, I noticed I began to take on more of the characteristics and behaviors of those written in the Bible than those of this world. And I actually really love it. Now some, it weirds them out. I would say if if you don't get it, you don't get it. You don't have the eyes to see or the ears to hear. And it's, and it's not a dig or a diss at anybody. But we are just at different levels. And we are at different levels of receiving and giving God's word. So, and living God's word, actually. So if you don't see it, you just happen not to see it. And I'm not offended that you don't have the ability to see it. So why should anyone be offended that I have the ability to live it. Does that make sense? And do my best to live it uh, righteously. But some are offended like that and I don't even know why. You know, some individuals, um, it doesn't make sense to me. Some individuals, how they're offended that they're offended at some Christians, they don't put down individuals, they just try to do their best to live for God, and somehow that's offensive to others. I don't get it, but some people are um, just bitter. <laughs> they need to focus on the real Jesus. Well, all right, so let's continue reading out of Numbers chapter 19 going over descriptions and uh here we are descriptions and definitions all right so regarding cedar or cedar right cedar wood so it reminded me obviously of the cedar and the cedar plate during the passover so i felt like god was like look it up and i was like amen my lord we will do this so cedar about cedar wood let's take a moment to check out some of the vital information about cedar wood where it grows cedar wood is known to thrive in damp climates being so cedar wood can resist hard weather conditions cedar wood might be scarce since it is only available in certain regions of the earth so your access to this wood may depend on where you live take white cedar for instance they have a more limited growth range so they are difficult to find the western red cedar on the other hand thrives around america's west coast this is why it's america's most popular wood cedar <laughs> another reason i love studying the bible i had no idea that cedar oil could be so beneficial to one's health and has several different cures for several different ailments disclosure disclaimer i am not a doctor i'm not a healthcare professional i'm not a licensed nurse practitioner i am not a medical assistant i am none of those things so seek professional medical help for any and everything i'm merely going over an article i thought was interesting 
Cedarwood essential oil is a substance derived from the needles, leaves, bark, and berries of cedar trees. There are many varieties of cedar trees found around the world. Some trees referred to as cedars are actually juniper trees, and juniper trees are written about several times in the Bible. Hallelujah. Both are evergreen conifers. Ah, yes. I love this. So let's skip down to the benefits of cedar oil. It's an antiseptic. It's an anti-inflammatory. It is a diuretic. It is insecta, insecticidal. So if you wanted to keep the insects away from your house, away from your clothes, this is why they would have houses built out of cedar, especially back in in older times now they make the houses that are like half a million dollars out of cheap plywood you could punch your hole you punch a hole in your wall but back when we used to have our walls made out of wood with wood paneling that they try to shame people about now and call it old and out of style i rather take some old out of style strong walls than some cheap in style walls that they got today that actually cater to fungus black fungus black mold which is very dangerous right and cater to um, insects roaches spiders all that stuff mm -mm -mm. you'll sink wood for your walls listen to this all you who are building your houses and refurbishing and, and all this stuff get yourself some wood for your walls marie the price of wood is high right now give it a year or two and then remodel Amen. Thank me later. Or don't, you know, just ask God. All right. The tree for which the oil is derived determines its composition, which can affect the oil's usefulness in specific conditions. Cedar wood is also good for hair loss and can actually help someone regrow their hair if they are balding, even balding from certain diseases like Athloplasia. Isn't that something? Another thing I thought was really cool is cedar is a good oil for your skin if you have acne or eczema, which is a huge thing going on today. Eczema and acne, we went over there over this. Biblically speaking, they are forms of leprosy. Now, leprosy is obviously a skin condition that could lead to death. I've never seen anyone die of acne. No, that's not what I'm saying. But biblically speaking, um, by the definition of leprosy, acne and eczema fall under those categories. So if it were me, I would go read those chapters about how to rid oneself of leprosy and what is clean and unclean and then ask God for guidance as far as any oils or lotions needed that were from his original creation instead of from all these companies and industries that just want to push diseases which are of the devil. Amen and amen. All right. Um last not lastly there's a couple other things i thought was interesting cedar wood is good for sleep if you have been having or suffering from insomnia it's good for anxiety if you deal with racing thoughts and it helps reduce stress as a 
what is it, a uh, aromatherapy. Um, cedar is also good and can be used as a cologne. And since it is an insecticide, it helps keep insects away. Hallelujah. Lastly, it is a flea and moth repellent. So think about if you had a ton of animals and for some reason they were getting fleas and moths around them or maybe fleas and ticks in your house, I don't know. You, instead of using all those poisonous man-made chemicals, you could just go and sprinkle some of this cedar wood oil on your animals. They would smell good and know none of these insects, ticks and fleas and mosquitoes would be coming around them. Could you imagine how much money would you save? How much healthier would your animals be? How much healthier would you be not having your clothes, uh, your household, not breathing in all those poisonous chemicals? There is a reason, okay? A very good reason. Thank you, praise God. A very good reason why these industries do their best to discredit the existence of God. They do their best to discredit God as the designer of all creation. They do their best to push that man was Uga Uga, a caveman in a cave. And, and biblical times, people were just wondering, not knowing how to read or write. They do their best to do this. But just think about it this way, Christians, please. If we believe, which we do, right? That the word of God is true. And we are made in the image of the creator of the universe. Of the creator of each and every living thing. There's no way, no way that we could be in agreement with them. Of cavemen, ooga ooga, so dumb they didn't know how to build a wheel. They had to chip some stones to make fire, to and then they danced around the fire, you know, making and drawing stuff on caves because they were too dumb to learn how to create paper. Oh, do you see what I mean? I think us now that we know or re know, right? Relearning more. Let's take a step back and. Just take the opportunity to think we could have possibly been taught incorrectly by people who hate God's creation and who hate God so much that they are doing their darndest to attack who God loves the most. And in knowing that, we can put aside all of that and go to God, who is the spirit of truth. And sit down just like Paul sat down with God in the spirit in a desert and get some re-education done. Amen. Amen in Jesus name. All right. Let's continue reading out of Numbers chapter 19 verse 7. Then shall the priest wash his clothes and shall wash his, fle his flesh in water and then come into the host and the priest shall unclean and the priest shall be excuse me unclean until evening 
I believe this part of the ceremony is the priests who had done all the cleaning and separating of the red heifer and you know slaying and fill not filleting it but you know putting it on the altar to be completely burned up it's obviously going to be a little bit messy right all right so the priest then has to go wash in that huge water basin thing that is in uh the court of the tabernacle wearing his complete garments at this point in time the priest doesn't remove his clothes from him as he would in other washing ceremonies right so then after he washes himself he has to then change into other garments the after ceremony garments so to speak yes the priest had several different garments and then after they do this they have to quote then come into the host well the word host means spirit so the priest has to come into the spirit of god now how does a priest come into the spirit of god the same we way we do in our times right prayer and meditating on god's word okay not all these gemstones and witchy stones no 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 prayer and meditating on god's word alone now he could have done this as the spirit moved him was he speaking in tongues was he singing and dancing to the lord was he sitting still kneeling and being quiet and knowing that god is the lord and he was going to lead them into the next part of the ceremony i don't know it says into the host so wherever the spirit of god was going to lead this priest into reconnecting in an elevation kind of ceremony that's where god is going to lead him just like he does us when we're in prayer with him in our prayer closet or praying around our house or when we're driving in our car at the grocery store you know what i mean um either way wherever this priest is praying into the host it isn't a 10 minute prayer a 50 minute prayer no 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 this is a prayer in the spirit that is expected to ask several hours because the ceremony of the red heifer normally begins at the morning time or early morning hours and it this priest is going to be considered unclean until evening well if the burning and the ceremony of the red heifer takes i'm just gonna guess let's just guess three to four hours let's say they started at about you know 9 a.m that took until about 11 or 12 now it's noon time well from noon time till sundown the priest is unclean so from noon time till sundown let's just say 7 p.m the priest is going to have to be in prayer and meditation in the spirit that means speaking spiritual tongues that means it might be dancing it might be he might be lifted up into the spirit who knows until evening time then he will be finally clean does that make sense marie why are you stressing this because it is a huge process it's a wonderful glorious process and unfortunately sometimes we are not taught that prayer with god answers to god's prayers miracles with god's prayers it doesn't only happen suddenly it doesn't only happen in five minutes sometimes it happens within the hour like jesus when he would do healings sometimes other healings would be immediately 
sometimes the healings would be within an hour, right? But with God right here, he's saying, all right, you got an appointed place, an appointed time. You know when this is going to end. You have something to look forward to. You can be un, you could be clean at the evening. Just stay with me in the spirit until then. Can you do this? Amen. Amen. Praise God. If we knew if it was only going to take a couple hours to, <laughs> to be rid of being unclean, how many of us would sit there and be like, God, you got me. You got me for the next seven to eight hours. I'm with you. Amen. <sighs> that would be a beautiful thing. But let's continue reading. Uh, Numbers chapter 19, verse 8 and 9. Also he that burneth her, meaning the red cow, um, also he that burneth her shall wash his clothes in the water and wash his flesh in the water and be unclean until evening. And a man that is clean, meaning another assistant Kohanim or assistant Levi, shall take up the ashes of the cow and put them, sorry, not Levi, thank you. Thank you, Father, for the correction. Only the Kohanim could assist in the actual touching of the sacred uh, offerings. Praise God and sacrifices. So another clean Kohanim, which would have been uh, the son of Aaron, um, would have come and assisted. And he would have got the clean and then taken up the ashes of the red cow and put them without the host, meaning the cow is burnt up its ashes at this point so the spirit is no longer in the ashes of the cow right and clean place and shall keep for the congregation of the children of israel for a sprinkling of water it is a sin offering all right so let's remember god said before in the previous bible studies any sin offering and um is considered sacred so it is up to the Kohanim, which are the line of Aaron, and the Levitical priests, who are the warrior priests. They guard the tabernacle, right? And then they guard the sacred, sanctified items of the tabernacle. So this is being added to the list. It is a must upon death that they are ordered by the Lord their God to protect these ashes of the red cow. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> God is so merciful and good. After the first priest is clean, the second priest, the lesser in spiritual appointment or degree, will wash the water himself and the clothes. The first priest that has been made clean will then take the mix of the cow of the now sacrificed ashes of the cow with the blessed water. And now use this water to bless or wash clean or baptize the nation slash children of Israel. So the nation of Israel, that means the women of Israel, right? The children of Israel, this means the men of Israel. Praise God. All right, verses 10 through 13, number chapter 19. Therefore he that gathereth the ashes of the cow shall wash his clothes and remain unclean until evening. And it shall be unto the children of Israel and unto the stranger that dwelleth among them a statue for how long? Forever, ever. He that touches the dead body of any man shall be unclean even seven days. He shall purify himself therewith on the third day and on the seventh day 
twice he must do this purifying ceremony. He shall be made clean. Now, if he doesn't do the purifying ceremony on the third day and on the seventh day, guess what he's not? Not clean. But if he purify not himself on the third day and then on the seventh day, he shall not be made clean. Whoever so ye whoever so touches ye corpse of any man that is dead and plungeth not himself and then willingly knowingly he has not done this cleansing ceremony enters the tabernacle of the lord that person shall be cut off from the nation of israel that means booted from his inheritance booted from his tribe booted for the land he is now an outcast best case scenario he will be in that third part of the section of the nation where all the outcasts go to fend for themselves until they get right with god and repent until god remembers them after they have turned away from their sin turned away from their rebellion turned away from their witchcraft their sorcery their sinful living whichever the case may be amen that's the best case scenario otherwise they become a vagabond and just travel around go and join some other pagan tribe and do all their little bell worshiping and child sacrificing that's normally what happened let's be honest all right because of the sprinkling of the water was not sprinkled upon him he shall be unclean and his uncleanliness shall remain still upon him meaning his uncleanliness anything he willingly and intentionally chose right to way of becoming unclean that sin that uncleanliness is still upon him amen and amen all right so laws concerning dead bodies this is the law meaning god's command right what did god's what did jesus say well i didn't come to destroy the law but to fulfill it ah oh, yes very good very good but also jesus says those who keep the laws or the commandments of our father those are who love him now marie are you telling me to go get a red calf and every time i accidentally <laughs> touch a body i need to sprinkle those ashes on me i don't know go to god on that right i'm just saying us as humans us as god's children we shouldn't be willingly touching dead things that's the point i'm trying to make i don't believe we should be playing around in graveyards i don't believe we should be celebrating these holly quote-unquote holidays that glorify the dead i don't believe that's of god i don't believe we should be watching movies um, that are horror movies that glorify the dead or sitcoms or movies or songs. If we know certain celebrities are heavy into the satanic movement or anything like that, they're the dead. Jesus Christ, our wonderful Lord and Savior, he said, let the dead bury the dead. God himself in his law right here is saying, don't touch the dead. It makes you unclean. Marie, those are two separate things. Are they really? Are they really in the spiritual? I don't believe so. I believe as Christians, God calls us to be separated from those who are dead in body, dead in spirit, dead in their morality dead in their 
mindset they focus on different things because god wants us to focus on our jesus how could we possibly be focusing on the living god if we are pursuing things that are of death and only lead to death does that make more sense marie you're taking an extreme view on this i'm an extreme loving kind of woman for the lord our god i am so take it up with the lord but this is just what I received from God's word. And this is how I apply it to my life. And I hope that helps others in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's continue reading out of Numbers chapter 19. This is the law when a man touches, dieth in a tent, excuse me, all that come into the tent and all that is in the tent shall be unclean for how long? Seven days. And all the vessels that be open shall have no covering fastened upon it. This means open jars, open vases, a cup. Most cups don't have lids, right? That should be unclean. Well, if a person dying in a tent makes every article within that tent unclean, how much more will listening to demonic music make our minds, our ears unclean? How much more will watching these demonic, disgusting films or movies or sitcoms make our eyes unclean? Do you see where I'm going with this? Wearing their gear, wearing their apparel, wearing their satanic, nasty, disgusting shoes with blood drops in it. Eating their celebrity meat made out of their sweater, their droppings. I don't know, disgustingness. Y you see? You see how far the devil will go to try to corrupt God's people? We need to be that extreme on how far we will go on staying right with God. Amen? It's not... It's not a great sacrifice, in my opinion, to not watch these disgusting shows. Does it take a little bit of retraining? Oh, yes. It takes a little bit of retraining, especially when you've been incorrectly taught for so many years. But give that offering, give that sacrifice unto the Lord and see how much more valuable, rich, rich in the thing that truly matters, your life will increase. That's the only testimony I can give for this class. My life has been so greatly enriched and increased by removing the things that are of this dead world and turning to the one that is the living God. Amen. Amen. Also, who that touches one that is slain with a sword in the field or a dead person or a bone of a dead man or a grave shall be unclean seven days so after war battle guess who was unclean for seven days the soldiers but you know that comes with battle that's two totally different things right but it comes with battle they had to go re-sanctify themselves get re-cleaned and re-washed be sprinkled with these recal these red cow ashes and then they could go to the tavern well not not to the tabernacle, right? Because they broke the law so many times. Then, <laughs> then they could come make their elevation offering or their praise God, I sub survived war offering or whatever offering, you know, 
unto the Lord's sin offering and so on after, <laughs> after they return from war. First, they need to be uh, made ritually clean again. Amen and amen. Therefore, an unclean person, they shall take of the burnt ashes of the sin offering and pour the water. This is the blessed water, right? Shall be put there on a vessel. Now, this blessed water had to be retrieved from rush rushing or moving water so it could have been water from a waterfall water from a spring water from a river it wasn't any water that wasn't moving nothing like um like a pond for example a pond wouldn't do unless the water was flowing somewhere that was running it couldn't be anything that was standing still that blessed water the kohanam would go and pray over that rushing body of water and then that rushing body of water would be gathered in a gold um, vessel and then that gold vessel that has been sanctified it's one of the um, temple temple sanctified vessels that can house water that will be taken to the tabernacle right be blessed the kohanim grandar the high priest and then they add the red cow ashes to this water and then they keep it all covered up and they protect it paint upon death anyone who tries to steal it amen and amen all right and the clean person shall take haviscas and dip it in the water and sprinkle upon the tent and upon the vessels and the persons that were therein and upon him that touches ye the bone of the slave or the dead or the grave. Now doesn't this remind everyone else this about the Passover? That's why I said cedar over earlier, right? Cedar tree, cedar, cedar plate. Um, during the first Passover, remember? when the whole final plague was going on in the land of Egypt and the firstborn was dead and dying of every living thing, right? Um, even of the beasts, the Hebrews and Jews who chose willfully to listen to the Lord our God, they were having their Passover feasts with their sword and their meal and they are sitting with the Lord our God right and they're having their Passover feast until the morning whereas everyone else who didn't listen and didn't put the blood on their doorposts with the hibiscus and everything like that you know they got caught up when the angel of death went about the land this is what this reminds me of but always confirm with God verse 19 of chapter 19 <clears throat> And the clean person shall sprinkle upon the unclean the third day and the seventh day. He shall purify himself the seventh day and wash his clothes and wash himself in water and shall be clean at evening. But the man that is unclean and purifieth, purifieth not himself, that person shall be cut off, removed from the tribe. His belongings will be confiscated. If he has a spouse and he wants to take her with him, if she is willing to leave the goodness and blessing of God, whoo, <laughs> you know what I mean? She'll go with him, but more likely than not, she wants to stay, right? Her and her children, she wants to stay with the tribe and receive uh, the blessings of being a tribal member 
So normally that vagabond was sent out on his own because he's the one who chose to go against God. Whew, that must be tough. I would have been like, you better jump yourself into that basin right now. We're not about to leave my God because of you. <laughs> that would have been me. Huh? I love you, but get in there right now. Scrub a dub dub, right? <laughs> because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The sprinkling water has not been sprinkled upon him. Therefore shall he be unclean. And it shall be a perpetual law upon them that he that sprinkles the sprinkling water shall wash his clothes. Also he that touches the sprinkling water shall be unclean. Excuse me, drinking some tea until evening and whatsoever the unclean person touches shall be unclean and the person that touches him shall be unclean till evening so right here and the person and the person that touches the unclean person shall be unclean so when i say i believe that god does not want us mixing with those who are against God. God does not want us mixing with those who are just living a wicked, sinful life. God does not want us listening to this wicked, sinful, disgusting, satanic music, even singing certain songs that glorify perverseness and corruption. I believe this. I believe those are the things that are unclean and God is telling us, stay away from that don't make yourself common like the world you're called to be set apart from that world in a peculiar person so what if they call you stuck up who cares so what if they call you bougie so what if they think that you think you're too good for them or whatever yes let me tell you what children of god you are too good to be common you are too good to be living a wicked sinful life you are too good to be watching filth and listening to filth you are too glorious too wonderfully made you are a sight to behold wherever you go the spirit of god has gone out before you you are too good to be sitting around in mediocrity and dead and trash yes yes you are too good for it and that is a compliment that is a blessing amen does that make you better than other people well define better define better better off can you sleep easier at night hmm? the blessings come running tracking you down does the glory of the lord chase you amen so you define define what do you mean by better does it give you a reason to put others down no but it doesn't mean you have to walk up and feels with them does it give you a reason to belittle and discourage others absolutely not but it doesn't mean you gotta let them pull you down into the pit no 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 if they want to jump in that pit let them jump in that pit and be filthy and dirty all they own when they are ready to come to the Lord, be like, I got a ladder. I got a rope. I got a basket. We're going to help carry you out in Jesus' name. But you will not drag this child of the living God down with you. Because I know my value 
and I know my worth and I know who and where I come from. Amen? Amen in Jesus' name. Praise the living God. So don't be touching all those unclean things. Mm -mm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way in Jesus' name. <laughs> all right. Let's go over next our spiritual teaching of the Torah. Now, I love reading out of the Torah. I have my own version of the Torah, which I will show everyone right here. This is the Torah that I study out of. Um, the link that you see on the blog and in the description box is a link that I found that closely resembles the wording that is in my bluestone version of the Torah. Now, this is called the stone version of the Torah. This is blue. There is a brown one I've seen. There's a red. There's a green. Um, I've seen different colors. So when I say bluestone Torah, I mean because it's blue. But it is the stone edition of the Torah. Amen and amen. All right. So I love this because just like how I now copy and paste the Hebrew and English portion on the blog, you can see that this is written in Hebrew and English here. So that's why I started doing that. I think it's, it's beautiful. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. I love God's Torah. I'm so very grateful, so very grateful in Jesus' name. Mm. If I could have God's Torah written all over my walls, oh, praise the living God, I would. I would It'd be surrounded by God's word all day, all night. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. So um, next we're going to go over the Torah teaching of the Bible study. To avoid redundancy, I don't um, go over each and every verse. Instead, I go over the verses that the Lord our God has pointed out to me. Amen and amen. So I will now go over the Bible verses. Here. <laughs> That's my dog. Let me switch screens for everybody. So here we go. The Torah part of the Bible study in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, Father God, Father God. Thank you for leading and guiding us. Thank you for giving us your word to review, Lord. Thank you for giving your word to observe and remember, Lord. Thank you for speaking to the hearts and minds of your children everywhere. We pray that we're doing a good job for you, Lord. We pray that we are leading lives that are worthy of the sacrifice that you made for us. We pray that we honor you in everything we do, Lord. We pray that we glorify your blessed name. We pray this in the name of our Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord, our Christ, Emmanuel, for God is always and forever with us. Filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Yes and Amen. Amen. The Law of the Red Cow is described by the sages as a quintessential degree of the Torah, meaning that it is beyond human understanding because alone and the nations taunt Israel 
saying, What is the purpose of this commandment? And the Torah that it is, a decree of one who gave the Torah, it is not for anyone to question. Verse 1. A possible explanation of the red cow is meant to alone for made to atone for the golden calf. I want to say debauchery, but the golden calf event. Not born a yoke. Definition of yoke as written in where's my dictionary? American Heritage Dictionary. Definition of yoke. Wooden frame for joining to drift animals. A wooden bar held on a neck by tongs around a neck. A yoke of oxen is a pair, often used figuratively to denote subjection. Removal to yoke denotes deliverance. So this would have been a red cow who had never had that instrument of the wooden yoke used in uh, labor on their neck. They would have bore no physical pain from manual or physical labor. That is the yoke that is being spoken about here. The color red symbolizes sin, wrath of God, war, anger, or provocation, redemption, rebellion, power, whoredom, a false church, glorious individual, passion, Babylon, Holy Spirit, fire, in debt, or a western red cedar house. <laughs> Verse 9. The red, red cow ceremony is performed in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives, but outside the walls of Jerusalem. Verse 9. Outside the camp, the red cow's ashes are divided into three. The first division is stored at the Mount of Olives for future use to purify future Kohanan or mixed with the ashes of the red cow for future use. Two, it is divided into 24 divisions of the Kohanam for use in purifying people. Three, was to be kept in the Chahel, an area next to the wall of the courtyard for safekeeping. My notebook. <laughs> verses 17 through 20. These are the last verses. Amen. For the spiritual teaching of the Torah. The red cow ashes were to be... <laughs> Hallelujah. The red cow ashes were to be mixed with spring or running water. The buildings, I thought this was pretty awesome. The buildings that were anchored to the ground were not able to be contaminated by dead bodies, meaning only tents could be contaminated. But not the stone houses 
uh, that had a foundation where the floor was still the ground. Does that make sense? So if they put a false floor or the, what did you show me, God? A floating foundation, then those were able to be contaminated. Or sometimes, you know, in a tent, you have the top of the tent and then the bottom of the tent is whatever vinyl that could be contaminated. But if this was like a brick house and then the floor was brick, which is of the earth, and that had the foundation to the ground, yes, that would remain uncontaminated. Isn't that pretty awesome? Yay! <laughs> I did not know this. Amen in Jesus' name. I learned something every Bible study. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I just finished another notebook. Um, I think every season of the Bible study, I use... This is... <laughs> I use... um. I use probably two or three notebooks. I take a lot of notes, but... That is just me on top of writing our blog now, right? All right. So I pray others got something out of this Bible study. I pray blessed others in Jesus name. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and end this with a prayer. Praise be to the only living God. Amen. Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you for this day. Thank you for this class. Thank you for being with us and leading and guiding us. We pray this Bible study bless others, increase our knowledge in the body of Christ, and prepared us more for our mission that you have given us in this life. We pray that any miseducations have been corrected. Any misleadings have been corrected in Jesus' name. We prayed for those that are needing some healing, needing to understand of what you're possibly trying to get them to remove from their life and deepen a relationship with you. We pray that clarification has been provided on this matter. Lord, we pray that as we gain in our walk with you lord that we don't belittle or demean others or focus on petty betty things that don't matter don't affect anyone's salvation we pray that we don't focus on man-made rules we pray that we don't make a church an idol a religion an idol a domination a denomination an idol lord but instead we focus on what truly matters and that is our christ your word and your beautiful holy spirit as always we pray for all the nations who god is their king we pray for our president donald j trump amen and all the patriots worldwide who are out there fighting fighting the good fight for the glorious merciful father who are going out there and sacrificing we pray for the truckers we pray for those that are protesting in peaceful protests. We pray for those who are supporting everyone out there. We pray for those who are just coming into the body of Christ, just picking up the Bible, learning to study, trying to figure this whole Christian life out. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family. <laughs> it's going to be a long ride. Amen. <laughs> We pray, we pray that others go out there and 
truly observe and remember your greatest commandments, Lord, which is to love the Lord our God with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole body, and our whole soul, and to love our brother as we love ourselves. And if you ain't loving yourself right, dig more into Jesus and he'll help you out grow in that matter. Amen? Amen. As always, as always, we pray for the, the preachers, the other teachers, the remnant army, the praise groups, and the prayers warriors. Wherever you are in the body of Christ, amen, may God continue to anoint you. May God continue to raise you up. May God continue to sanctify you to have you stand out so that you can help lead others to christ may god give you a full abundant life while here on earth and in heaven may god bless you may god bless your seed make you fruitful in all that you touch and all that you do may god give you a clear vision may god give you beautiful spiritual tongues and the the gift of prophecy the gift of sight the gift of hearing and interpretation the gift of encouraging and and assisting wherever you are may god continue that your cup is just overflowing being bountiful that you can't even outrun the blessings of God. May you be so found righteous before the Lord. We pray that everyone in the body of Christ, hallelujah. God, we thank you for protecting us, giving us your hedge of protection, your shelter, hiding us in the cleft of the rock, Lord, showing us your beautiful glory. We thank you, God, that this process has been a process that has strengthened each individual within the body of Christ strengthen their blessings and their gifting and their anointments and strengthen their heart in you, Lord. Strengthen their relationships with you, Father. Praise God. Amen. We pray this all in the mighty name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Emmanuel, for God has been and will always be with us, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Amen. All right. So till next time, children of the Most High, ever-loving, living God, may God bless you. May God keep you. May we all be forever written in the book of life. So love the world. Okay. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. 
This commandment have I received of my father. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. Have you ever been in love? For God so loved the world. I don't think so. That he gave his only begotten son. Do you want me to describe it to you? Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, okay. but have everlasting life.